We've learned our purpose. Amen. We've learned some amazing things. And this morning we're going to talk about that we're made for others. Because we can receive so much in our life. And that's what God wants to do, especially in an environment. He wants to heal us and impart to us and just do a, things only he can do. But then what do we do with it after that? There's got to be a next step after receiving. Amen. And that's got to be giving out. Amen. So we're going to talk about, which I've noticed several of the other speakers have mentioned Esther to you. And that's who God had told me quite a while back to speak to you guys about. And even my, my brother started talking about her last night and got into a little bit of uh, what I was going to share this morning when he started talking about our relationship with others, when he was talking about loving God and then loving other people. So I wanted to talk to you for just a few minutes, and then God gave me some specific things to pray for people about. So I want to leave plenty of time for that. Um, but I first want to uh, thank my brother for asking me to, sh to share. And uh, just, if I can say this, I'm just so proud as his big sister of him and the amazing uh, man of God that he is. Amen. He's awesome. And all that he does uh, for church and for this camp. And um, I'm so proud of him. So love him very much. But, you know, there's a generation of Esthers. And so, guys, don't just take it in context. But there's a generation of Esthers. And we're going to unfold this a little bit. And Esther was an orphan. So lest you think that she was a young lady who grew up in privilege or she was a young lady who was born into the palace or that she was a young lady who always had a great life or was a young lady who always had things handed to her. She was actually a young woman who lost both of her parents when she was young. And I would say there, there might be a couple of people in here, but probably not a lot of people um, that have lost both their mom and their dad at a young age. Um, there might be a few people in here. But she was an orphan. And she had a cousin, Morty, uh, who loved her and cared for her and took her in as his own and cared for her. And this was a time when uh, the Jewish people had been um, set free, but they were still living outside of the gates. And so uh, there was a king. I'm going to give you a little background story so we can really understand this. King Xerxes, he was um, pretty temperamental. If you read the story, he was uh, an angry kind of a king. He would get mad and, and kill people randomly. Uh, there was... There were some soldiers who had built a bridge, and um, a storm came and knocked the bridge down, and he was so mad about it, he killed the soldiers who built the bridge. Like anything to do with it. So you can see he was temperamental, angry, so people had to just be careful around him. But he got really angry at his queen because she didn't do what he wanted him to do. So he got rid of his queen, Vashti, and he said, forget done with you, you're not going to obey me. So there went out a decree in all the land. And we're going to have a Mrs. Persia contest. And, and so they brought all the young pretty ladies and into the palace. And as you can imagine, um, there was probably some happy about it and some that were not. There's probably some young ladies that were already promised to be wed to other men. And they probably weren't happy. So there's probably lots of drama with a bunch of young ladies, as you can imagine, all crammed up together. So Esther was in the middle of this situation. 
And so I'm just going to give you a few things about um, Queen Esther that I think we can really learn from how she was a liberator to people. And so the first thing that Queen Esther did uh, was she surrendered to God's plan. You know, she probably didn't ever imagine that she would be in the circumstances she was in. She never even imagined that she would lose her parents. You know, life happens to us all, doesn't it? We get in situations where things in our life out of our control happen. Divorce, death, all kinds of pain and suffering can happen because we live in this world. And so things happen outside of our control. But Queen Esther decided to surrender to God's plan and it led her on a path to greatness. Surrender means to abandon oneself entirely. So she abandoned herself to this plan. And I want to turn over to Esther 2.15 real quickly with you. And Esther 2.15. And it says, Now for Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his own daughter, when her turn came to go into the king, she requested nothing except what Haggai the king's eunuch and attendant who was into the women advised. And this is the part I want you to see. Esther found favor in the sight of all who saw her. So she found favor in everyone who saw her. So she had to be surrendered to the plan of God. Amen. She, she couldn't have been bucking against the system. She couldn't have been trying to do her own plan. Amen. And sometimes I wanted to bring this out that we can come up, and I've even done it myself, come up with my own agenda of what I think my life's going to be or look like or what the plan I think that God is supposed to do in my life. And we have to submit that, say, God, you know what? I'm going to give this to you and I'm going to let you write the story because your story is so much better than what I could ever imagine. And, and I'm just telling you that from experience that I've tried to script out things in my life and, and plan different things in my life, only for God. To, that's totally not what I want you to do. This, is, this over here, and this is something totally out of your comfort zone, and it always is. Something completely that you never thought you would do. Something completely outside of the realm of your comfort. But I, I've called you to this. I've anointed you to do this. Amen. So Esther surrendered completely, and when she did it, there was an anointing on her life. There was a favor with not only the king eventually, but with everyone she was in contact with because of that anointing, because she surrendered her will to the will of God. Amen? She surrendered her plan. The reason Esther was brought inside of the gates of the palace this is something really important, was for those that were outside of the gate. And that's what your life is all about. You're inside of the gate. You're in this place. You're in the kingdom of God. You're, you know what you know for those who don't know what you know. You're at this camp. You're in this environment not just to build your spiritual life, like Pastor Jordan said last night, not just to give you a shot of spiritual Red Bull, yeah, sure. but you're in this place. You're inside of this spiritual gate yeah. for those that are outside of the gate. Yeah, yeah. There are so many hurting people, 
It doesn't matter if you live in the inner city, you live in the country. We have so many different churches, every type of area that have come here today. So you can't give the excuse, well, I just don't live in that area. No, brokenness is brokenness wherever you live. There's addiction, there's pain, and there's hurt in the countrysides and in the inner city. It's wherever you are. You're inside of the gate like Esther was. She was in there for a purpose, and it was for all those outside the gate. That's why you're in here, for all those out there waiting on you to set them free. Amen? Those that don't know God need to know there's a God that loves them. There's those that are living in abuse and in poverty, and no one has ever even told them. Like Jordan said last night, that's my favorite thing he said. Quit praying for things that you're the answer to. I'm going to preach his message. <laughs> We're preaching each other's message. That was my favorite thing he said. I've done it too. We pray for things that God said, I've called you to step in and be the answer to that. Quit praying for somebody else to do it. Amen. You are the answer to that. Esther didn't know the next step of the journey, but she surrendered every step of her journey. And that's like our life. You know, when, when Jacob and I stepped out to start the work that we're doing, we didn't know the next step. We just took a step because God said, do this step. You're not going to know the whole picture. You're just going to know the next step in front of you. And you take that step, and then God will reveal the next step. And you just obey. Amen. The next step is courage. After you've surrendered and said, God, you know what? I'm going to put down my agenda and what I think my life needs to look like and, and what my plan is. Because sometimes our plans don't line up with what he did us to do. They're not, maybe not even bad plans, but it's not his plan. The second thing we have to have is courage because we have to put action to our surrender, right? We have to have the courage to actually step out and do something. We've surrendered our plan, but then we can't just sit at home and be with just the people that we know, that we're comfortable with, that know Jesus. We have to be willing to step out and have the courage. The ability to do something that frightens you is that's what courage means. The ability to do something that frightens you. Courage feels more like a leap than a step. Surrender can feel like a step, but courage feels more like a leap. feels like a big jump. Amen. It takes faith. It's putting action to your surrender. Joshua 1.6, it says, be strong and courageous. Amen. Be strong and of good courage. So God's put that from the inside of us. We have to act on it. Doing that thing that God's been speaking to your heart about, but you've been afraid to do. When you obey, do you know that it changes you as much as it changes the other person? You know, there are many times when we have ministry at our church for, for the broken and for people that we're ministering to. And can I just be honest? There's sometimes when I don't feel like it, when I'm, we're dealing with things in our own life, trials and situations, and the last thing I want to do in my flesh is I want to go and do this. I'm tired, but you know what? I push through that, and I always come out, and I'm like, I don't even know if I helped anybody else, but I feel a thousand times better 
Because I went and I gave somebody hope tonight. I went and gave somebody the Jesus that's in me tonight. I gave somebody the answer, which is Jesus tonight. I loved on somebody tonight. Amen. It's looking beyond myself. It's looking beyond what I'm going through. It's, it's not being so self-absorbed and self-consumed. Amen. We all go through things in life. But the greatest thing you can do to pull up out of what you're feeling is to love on somebody else. It's to focus on them. It's to focus on their pain and their hurt and to love them through it. Amen. And God will heal you in the process. Amen. Have the courage to do something you've never done before. Amen. There's a whole generation of Esthers. And I believe, I believe it's all of you in here. That you want to be given that you want your lives to be broken open to this hurting world. And it takes courage. Like Pastor Keith told us the other night, the world and the creation is waiting for us to figure it out. Yeah. I believe we are. I believe we are. You know, it might, it's going to look different to every one of us. You know, to some of you, it's going to be going back to school and the kid that's the outcast at school. And it's going to encourage for you to sit with him at lunch. Because nobody wants to sit with him. Yeah. And it's going to take boldness for you to not listen to your peers who are going to maybe say something to you about it. But it's going to take courage for you to go love on him. Yeah. Maybe he's going through a trauma at home that nobody knows anything about. Yeah. It's going to take courage for you to go into your workplace and love on somebody that's going through a divorce. It's going to take courage for you to put your walls down and to reach into somebody else's life and love them. So you've got to figure that out for your own life. What does this look like to me to be the hands of Jesus and to say yes, like the song said? It's simple. Life is not complicated. Loving people is so easy. Loving people is so simple. This is not hard. This is all of our calling. Compassion is all of our calling. Loving people. God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. So we are called to give ourselves. Amen. Amen. You're a generation of Esthers. That you're called for those that are outside of the gate. And they're crying out. They're waiting to be rescued. They're waiting for somebody to come. Amen. Amen. Courageous love isn't as much about where you move to on the planet, but letting Jesus move you wherever you are. Just letting him move you. He may move you to Africa. I believe that there's, I'm sure, some of you in here that have a call to missions, that are called to go to other lands. But it could just be to go to somebody in your neighborhood that's hard-hearted. It's maybe given attitude and, and acted grumpy and, and God says, reach out. Maybe you're the one that can break the wall down. Maybe you're the one that can, can get through to them, that can show them God's love. Everybody else just is grumpy back to them, but maybe you're the one. Maybe you're the one that can reach them. Maybe it's just giving somebody water. That sounds really simple. Uh, where we, we minister at, uh, we, we see a lot of broken people. We have a lot of people come in with addiction and a lot of homeless and a lot of ladies that um, 
have to sell their bodies. And one of these ladies came in, and um, she was really, it was really hot outside, and I offered her a bottle of water, just something really simple. And, and then the next time I saw her again, she made a really big deal. I'm just showing the simplicity of loving people. She made a really big deal that I gave her water. She said, I knew that you loved me because you gave me water. She's never been loved before. She's never had anybody care about her before. So we, we don't think much about simple acts of kindness, but the broken do. People that have never been loved before do. Just doing something that shows people that you care. It isn't about where you live, but it's about how you love. So we're not all called to go around the world. Some of us probably in this room are called to do that, and that's an amazing gifting if you're called to do that. But how you love people right where you are, right where you are, in your family, in your job, at your schools. And then when you're, so when you've surrendered your will and your plan, and then when you've been courageous, the third thing is there's freedom. There's freedom. There was freedom brought to the Jewish people. There was going to be a genocide. All the Jewish people were going to be killed in that time if Queen Esther didn't speak up to, to the king. They were all going to be killed. And she risked her own life to even speak up. The king didn't even know that she was Jewish. And she risked her own life to say, my people are going to be killed if you don't stop this. So when we surrender our will and when we're courageous with our love and courageous to reach out to others and to do something God's been telling us to do that we've been afraid to do, there's going to be freedom. And you know, the freedom's not only in their life, whoever it is God's called you to reach, but it comes in your life too because the seeds that you sow, the the harvest will come back to you. The freedom will be reaped back into your life as well. Amen. In Galatians 5, do you have that scripture? Galatians 5, 1, and then I had 13 as well. I want to read you these scriptures. It says, It was for freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. It was for freedom that Christ set you free necessarily to just keep living a great life. Yes, that's part of redemption. That's part of what God has called you to. God wants us to have a good life, to have what we need, but he's not just called us to settle and stop there and just to have my needs met, have my kids supplied for, have everything I need for school this year, have everything that I need supplied. No, he's called us to take it a step further. The freedom that we've received, we take to other people. And that's the message of the gospel. The gospel comes full circle when we're taking the freedom to somebody else. And then they take it to somebody else. And then they take it to the next person. That's the message of the gospel. It is for freedom that Christ set me free so that I can go and minister to Candace and then she can go and minister to Bethany and then she can go and minister to Emily. And it's a, it's a ripple effect. The freedom is never stopped. Amen. 
And how could it stop? When Jesus has done so much for us, how could we keep it in? Amen. I just wanted to share with you um, a couple of statistics about this generation. And I'm sure you guys know, uh, just because you are this generation, how much in need of Jesus uh, your schools are, the people you're around are. I was just looking up a few things. It says 68% of seniors have tried alcohol. High schoolers within the last month, 35% have drank alcohol, and 21% have done binge drinking. 35% of seniors have smoked pot this past year. The average age of heroin addicts in treatment is 23, just a couple years older than you guys. One in seven students, kindergarten through 12th grade, are a bully or a victim of a bully. 160,000 children a day miss school due to fear of an attack or intimidation. And suicide is the second leading cause of death in those ages 15 to 19. People need you. People need the God in you. You have the answer on the inside of you. Did you know that? You have Jesus in you. He is the hope of the world. He is the freedom and the peace and the joy that people want so badly in this life. And they've, they're looking in alcohol, in other people, in, in all these forms that I just talked to you about. They're looking for Jesus. They're looking for Jesus. And you have him. And I just wanted to take a moment to hopefully inspire you this morning to go back to your school, go back if you work a job, to go back into your environment. We all are in different places. That's a beautiful thing about this life, that we all have a different realm of influence that we're in. And take Jesus wherever you're going back home to. There's people that Isaac is only going to be able to minister to. There's people that only uh, Chad's going to be able to minister to. Everybody in this room is going to have people that I'll never see. And that you'll never see. But you're in their, their life for a reason, and it's Jesus. It's to show them Jesus. Amen. So first of all, surrender our life to his plan. His plan is so much greater than what you could ever dream up or imagine. I never dreamed that I would be doing what I'm doing, but I'm so much more fulfilled than I ever thought I would be. And then have the courage to go do it. That's the fun part. That's the fun part, stepping out and doing something brave and courageous for God. Because you know, woman, that if he doesn't come through, it's not going to happen. It's stepping out on the water. It's stepping out and knowing that God has got to come through when I do this. God, this is you. This is all you, God, and I need you. Being courageous to do something and being brave in your schools, amen? Being brave in your workplace, being brave in your communities, and then there'll be freedom. There'll be freedom. You'll begin to see change in your high schools. They'll begin to be, you'll see change in the people that are around you, your friendships. Amen. You'll, you'll see it. It might not be overnight, but you'll see it. Amen. So I just wanted to inspire you this morning to say yes. Simple obedience. Simple obedience to God to say yes to his plan and be courageous to love other people. 
It will change eternity. It will change history. Amen. So I just wanted to pray for a few different people that, um, Morgan, would you come back up here? Um, I wanted to pray for some different people that God spoke to my heart about.